Hi, professionals. Welcome to this week's episode of the New Professional Podcast. We're very excited to be interviewing Ashton Preston, who is in charge of recruiting at Mongolian Concepts. Hey, Ashton, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here. So can you tell us a little bit about what you do and how you got to where you are today? Definitely, definitely. Sure. So um, as you were saying, I'm, I'm currently the HR recruiter at Mongolian Concepts. Um, so I handle all the sourcing, first interviews, uh, the entire hiring process, all the way um, to the end with onboarding and actually getting them implemented into the system. Um, along with that, I handle other little various facets of HR. So employee verifications, helping out as far as with W-2 requests, um, and then currently in the process of handling payroll. I actually submitted my first payroll today. So so that was pretty, pretty fun. Um, I pretty much got started in this industry. Um, originally, you know, I, I played sports in college, played football. Um, as every athlete, you know, you you want to try try your chances at, at making it to the to the pros. Um, so during that time, I, I played college football at North Texas um, and then played one semester, uh, my final year uh, of eligibility at a school named Incarnate Word in San Antonio, uh, relocated back to Dallas um, and began, you know, training, trying to go to the NFL. Um, and then that crazy little thing happened in 2020 called the pandemic or something like that. Oh, yeah, that um, crazy thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that crazy thing. Um, yeah, that that uh, whole situation happened and it really put that childhood dream kind of on the back burner. So during that time, I was still, you know, trying to prep, trying to really as far as get into um, trying to try my chances, at least at getting to the NFL. Um, and then it got to the point where I was just, you know, I had to have a self-talk with, with myself and I spoke with my parents and, and a lot of friends and um, just got a lot of advice from, you know, where should I really take that next step as far as in my life and kind of my likes and dislikes and things along the lines of that. Um, and as I was really kind of going through that transition as every everybody who's transitioning out of college, really trying to figure out, okay, you know, I'm done with school. Okay, what do I do now? Um, where do there. I go now? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And my situation was even a little um, even more different because um, it was a, a whole another year that went by before I actually tried to get as far as in the workforce. Because during that time, I, like I said, I was I was training, trying to you know chase my chase my childhood dreams and things like that, which is which was definitely you know, great. But um, during that time, I was really trying to figure out, OK, you know, really honing in as far as, you know, what type of person I am, what are my likes, dislikes, um, what am I great at? What am I, what am I not so great at? Um, and my biggest thing was I'm really great at, at interacting with people. Um, I have a, a real good knack as far as just interacting, talking with people, um, and just, you know, expressing that energy as far as into everyone else and creating you know, an overall a fun environment. So um, I actually spoke with a few friends and they were like, have you ever thought about going in like human resources um, or doing anything like talent acquisition or recruiting? And I was like, uh, never have, but I think if I was to ever choose, um, you know, a career, I, I think that might be actually something I, I would get into. So, um, and I had some experience as far as in recruiting, uh, during an internship while I was in college, um, I was actually doing recruiting for a, um, financial advisor company named AXA, um, AXA advisors in Dallas. So was doing some recruiting there. So I had kind of that background, um, but just never really thought to get into it. So transitioning, um, from that is I actually, my mentors in college um, were best friends with my first actual, um, my first recruiting job. They were my first manager. Um, 
funny story was is I, I don't remember ever applying for the job. Um, oh. the company called me. Yeah, don't ever literally do not remember applying for the job. Um, the company called me, um, who was my previous manager, called me, um, went through a went through a whole interview process, um, and eventually, you know. Uh, was was hired. And um, from that point forward, I got my first recruiting job. So I was really excited. And then come to find out, you know, about a <laughs> a week later after I, I got on the job, found out when I spoke to my manager, I was like, yeah, you know, Tiffany. Um, and I was like, I was like, yeah, I know Tiffany, like Tiffany, my mentor, like um, she's like, yeah, do you also know Russell? I was like, yeah, Russell was my mentor too also. Because um, they were my advisors as far as in some organizations I were in when I was younger or when I was in college. And she's like, oh, yeah, like those are my best friends. And they actually passed your name along to me um, and said that you were, you know, you were very involved on campus um, and not too many athletes. You were one of the first few athletes that were actually involved in a lot of organizations on campus and things along the lines of that. So they kind of pumped my name up a little bit to help me get into that. It role. always and pays to know somebody, doesn't it? Exactly. 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 You know, the, the saying is true. You know, it's not. It's not always what you know. It's 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 a lot definitely about definitely you know. who you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, and then from that point forward, it just it just kind of took off. Um, I was in recruiting there um, for about five to six months, and then um, was promoted to um, handling the training and development department. And then from that point forward, I transitioned over to my golden concepts as an HR recruiter and um, really expanding as far as on my HR experience. So, in that whole nutshell, that's that's how I kind of got to where I'm at now. Well, that's awesome. So what drew you to HR was really the interaction and helping people along in their career journeys, or was there yeah. other things that drew you to it as well? Yeah, for sure. Um, that was, that. I would say that was the biggest component. Um, just being in a career where um, I could truly have a direct impact on another individual's success. Um, because that's something I've always done my entire, my entire life was um, as far as, in college specifically, I was a captain on the team. I was one of the leaders. I was an exec member as far as in multiple organizations. Um, so just being a leader and just being in the position where you're helping a lot of people was just something natural to me. Um, and I just always truly believe that that was my purpose on earth is always to help people. So oh, I love um, that because so many people yeah. can kind of forget that leadership is really about helping the people yes. within your organization or your group or your team. And so exactly. I love to see how you translated that into working in uh, human resources and recruiting. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Definitely. So it was, it was, it's definitely been a great experience. Um, and it's something that I truly um, am proud to be able to say, because I know not too many people can say it, but I wake up every morning. I'm, I'm actually like happy to do, you know, uh, I'm happy about my career. I'm happy about I get uh, that. You know, my yep. decision to go down that path. So, so it's been, it's been a great experience. That's amazing. So um, you said that you did a little bit of recruiting uh, during an internship in college. Was that before mm -hmm. COVID hit? Yes. Yes. So that was 2019. Actually, that was actually my last semester in college. So I was uh, my internship was from January 2019 until May 2019 of when I uh, when I graduated. So you got so you got your foot in the door early through your internship. Mm -hmm. How has recruiting kind of changed in between having COVID started and now where it's starting to kind of, um, we're nearing the end of it. So we should be seeing things change a little bit now. Mm -hmm. um, what, what is your perception of 
Um, is it harder? Is it easier? Yeah, yeah. It's um, I would say it's definitely made it a lot more challenging because um, I, I, I have this conversation with a lot of people often because um, I get this question a lot, you know, especially with me just being in that career period. I, you know, you, you see it all the time. It's a know, hot topic hey, today. It is. It is for sure. Um, but I truly believe that um, when it comes to the pandemic, obviously there were some positive and negatives um, when it comes to just the workforce. Um, I feel that the positives of kind of going through that situation that during the time, a lot of people were at home. They were just, you know, kind of with their families or just, you know, just sitting in the house because um, nobody was going anywhere. Nobody was doing anything. If you did go anywhere, it was, you know, go pick up some food and get it to go and then <laughs> go right back home <laughs> and sitting home for, you know, you know, 12 to 16 hours, you know, in a day. Um, and during that time, I really think it, it really helped people hone in on certain um, skill sets that they may not have had time to really, you know, tap into as far as, you know, before the pandemic, it was like, okay, you know, you go to work from eight to five, you probably get home, hang out with your family and kids for a couple hours. Um, and then around nine o'clock, you go to bed and you do the same thing every day. Yeah. For anybody who listened to our hustle culture episode, we actually tap into that a little bit about, Hey, people finally had the opportunity to develop new skills, start Mm -hmm. new businesses. So I can see how that would directly impact recruiting today. Yes. Yes, for sure. Cause it, it, it really just helped people, which I'm, I'm, you know, obviously I'm minding. It makes my job a little bit harder, but um, it's a beautiful thing to see personally, just because, you're able to see a lot of people go down different avenues that they may not have been able to, you know, tap into before that they're able to actually make an income out of. And, um, and it's, and it's, uh, it's, it's not the, the, the best thing to say, but a lot of people really started to realize that, you know, I don't necessarily need to go work a nine to five to make, you know, make a living. Um, because I, I always say with, you know, with certain people, I think it really just kind of tapped into a lot of people feeling like, hey, maybe a nine to five isn't really for me. Maybe I can go start this business and, you know, actually make an income to support my family. Or, you know, maybe I can, you know, start, you know, X, Y, Z or whatever the case may be. Um, it really just helped people as far as, you know, find themselves a little bit more and be able to kind of tap into those avenues, which I overall think is, is a great experience. But it's definitely made the recruiting side a little bit more challenging. So, it's about, you know, finding a little bit more creative ways to try to get candidates in the door, which I think that's what a lot of jobs are really starting to lean on. So, yeah. And I mean, it's a, it's a new positioning <laughs> tactics, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Are you finding that you're going to, are you finding that you have to word things differently or present them differently now? For sure. For sure. Um, I, I would say for me specifically, um, I think how, I, as far as reword things is I try to really hone in on the culture aspect. Absolutely. Um, because I think that that's a huge thing that a lot of people are looking for more than obviously, you know, financially, you know, everybody's looking to, you know, make a certain amount of money, wherever career field or whatever job it is they want to go into. But um, the biggest thing is that everybody was able to experience how it felt to, you know, kind of have that peace to sit at home and, um, and, and feel comfortable, you know, within themselves and things along the lines of that. So I think now they're really looking to have that same, you know, level of peace and comfort at their actual job. Um, yeah, so I think I it's really important. Yes. Yeah, so I think it's really important that um, 
for me, I try to hone in a lot on the culture aspect and letting individuals know that, you know, hey, yes, this is a job, but we will make sure that, you know, that we, we care you about you as an individual. We, we want to see you correct. grow all of those correct. important things because, you correct. know, development is so important in the workplace in general. Um, yes. I can also imagine you're you've got a lot of management that you're hiring, but you also have people at the server level within mm-hmm. those restaurants. Um, yeah. I bet you that focusing <laughs> on the flexibility of the schedule is mm-hmm. a huge draw for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Definitely. Um, it's, it's having that combination of a work-life balance, um, which I actually, it's funny that we're, that we're kind of having this conversation now because I had this conversation with my mom and we were just kind of speaking on, you know, the transition of her generation to, um, our generation and how she spoke with me about some things whenever she was younger is that, you know, she never saw her mom take a day off work. Um, or, you know, said, I need a mental health day. Like that was, that was those thing. weren't a lot of, yeah, that was, that was not a thing. And now you're seeing as far as with our generation is, um, which I like to call it kind of the whole mental health movement is that's a big component when, you know, individuals are looking for jobs. They want to know, Hey, how is the work-life balance? Do I have, you know, that, that room to, you know, if I need a day off or if, you know, if, if Monday was just too stressful and I just need to take a breather on Tuesday, can I do that? Do I have that breathing room? Um, and those are key deciding factors as far as, you know, when you're when you're hiring or when you're when you have individuals who are looking for a company is they want to know, hey, do I have that breathing room to, you know, take a step back? Let me catch my breath. Let me, you know, get a day off and just not think about work. So which um, makes sense on why recruiters would be touching on company culture so much more now. Mm-hmm. I bet you yes. if we were to talk to people within the organizational, uh, um, I bet if we were to talk to people who were in charge of creating culture, that would be a big thing too, is mm-hmm. uh, probably a lot of companies had to rework their cultures. I mean, yeah. everybody, everybody wants to be Google, right? Everybody wants yeah. to work for Google. It's not yeah. <laughs> um, possible for most companies to achieve that. But it is certainly yeah. interesting to see uh, more people moving virtually, uh, the more mm-hmm. flexible times. I keep seeing this um, unlimited PTO thing come up for, yeah. for yep. companies. Yep. Um, yep. It's just very interesting to see how we have to start assuming people want to work and we have to make them want to work for us in a way. For sure. For sure. For sure. Because it's. Um, it's really, it's really at the point now that before, you know, individuals were just, you know, Hey, a job offer me, I'm going to take the job, you know, just to take the job because I need money and, you know, I have bills to pay and things like that. Where now it's more so that they have options, um, especially now because hiring is, is across the board everywhere. Now, everybody is, is, you know, is constantly hiring and, and it's, it's a lot easier for people to get jobs now compared to before. It's like, you know, you may apply for a job and you, know, you, you didn't hear, hear back. Yeah, you, know, you, you, just, hear. you just stared at your inbox, hoping somebody would email exactly. you back. Exactly. Exactly. Where um, we're at that kind of point now, you know, I wouldn't say post pandemic, but um, kind of at the, at the somewhat tail end of it. We yeah. hope cross our fingers. Yeah, let's, let's, <laughs> Don't let's, jinx let's it, not, please. Let's hope not another variant comes out, but um but yeah, we're, we're at that point where, you know, you can apply for, you know, five jobs and you'll hear from three in the next 24 hours. Um, and then you can have a, you can have a job, you know, by the end of the week. Um, so it's, it's more so of 
companies are really at the point that they have to sell themselves more to that individual compared to the individual have to sell themselves to the company. All right. So bearing all of that in mind, um, there might be people listening right now who have never had to, um, they've been on the other side, like they've been interviewed, they've been hired, but they've never been Mm. in a position to create job listings to interview people. Mm. Um, So if somebody were to begin this process of trying to recruit for their company, where would they start? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and you're asking as far as for a company specifically. Yeah. I'd say as far as a company, mm-hmm. let's we'll, we'll for the time being assume that most of our listeners are from mm-hmm. small businesses or uh-huh. small companies. Yeah. Yeah. So my, I would say the biggest components, um, is if if let's say for me instantly if I if I had a company and you know I'm trying to build that foundation where um, where we can definitely start bringing in you know candidates as far as to fill our position and we don't have to you know deal with the struggles of you know hiring and and <laughs> trying to get as far as people in the door or just even getting a pool of candidates um, where I would first start is definitely at the basis of the culture you know how do you want your culture to look um, and when I say specifically how, how you want it to look is your actions need to back up on your words. Cause you can make all the great models and all the great slogans in the world, but if the actions don't back it up, the individual is going to get in there. They might stay for a couple months, but during that entire time, they're going to be miserable. Um, and then you won't be able to even retain anybody for 90 days. You want to so set reasonable be- expectations from the beginning. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, my biggest thing would definitely be laying out that culture. How does development look like specifically? Um, how does that process work as far as, you know, for a case by case or, or, um, you know, position by position. Um, and then from that point forward, I think you should transition into a lot of team building. I feel like team building is really one of the greatest components, um, to help with retention compared to, um, the financial side. Um, cause I think we're really at the point that, you know, as I was saying earlier, is that it's not always it's not all about money now for people. They want to feel comfortable. They want to feel at peace. They want to actually enjoy, you know, the people that they work with, things like that. So, um, not, is not I would to definitely make, hone in. Oh, sorry, not to make you yeah, know, no. the podcast about my experience, but for my current job, I actually took a pay cut to take a position where I felt that I was going to grow more. So it's definitely about opportunity. I mean, obviously I'm not everybody, right? But I feel like universally we're seeing this change of, I want to do something that matters and I want to feel like part of a team. And I want to know that that company actually cares about me as an individual and my development. So it's really reassuring to hear that from the recruiting side of, we want to create that culture. It needs to be real. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. It it has to be genuine and authentic. Um, you know, you you have to build you have to build a a baseline of really, you know, I always always, you know, ask individuals, even at my last company when I would talk to different hiring new managers and things like that, is we would have conversations back and forth of, you know, like when if 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 you were interviewing yourself or you were trying to hire yourself. You know, what are some key things that, you know, what are what are your morals? What are how, how do you as far as what is your moral compass? Um, are you somebody that's big on empathy? Are you somebody that's just big on, you know, hey, come to work, do your job and then go home? Like it's it's you have to understand, OK, what is it 
what is it that, you know, I'm specifically looking for or how do I want my culture as far as to be structured? Um, and then from that point forward, then you can decide as far as the type of individuals that you are looking to bring in. But um, I think with that, that you really have to be more on that empathetic side and understand that everybody that you bring in comes from you know different backgrounds, you know, come from all different walks of life. Um, so if you can create a culture and an environment where they actually feel comfortable enough to come speak with you about any issue it is and they may not and they don't necessarily feel like, oh, well, you know, if I, if I come talk to my boss about this, I'm scared I might get fired or they might look at me a certain way or whatever the case may be. When you build that culture, then from that point forward, that's how you that's how you are able to retain people because comfortability and peace are, are <laughs> is one of the biggest things um, when I speak with different candidates. Um, you know, or individuals who are saying, you know, my common question when I hear, when I look at somebody's resume and I see that, oh, they've been at this company for, you know, a year, two years, three years. Well, hey, why, why are you looking to leave? The biggest thing I hear often is, well, you know, the culture just wasn't, you know, it wasn't a good fit for me. They weren't, they weren't welcoming. They weren't understanding. Um, and that, and that's, that's always frustrating to me because that's one of the easiest <laughs> components that you can have. Um, so, so it, it really gets to that point that you really have to understand um, is, you know, how do you want that culture to look and how are you going to create different creative ways to overall retain the individuals that you come that, that you know, come into your organization um, without just throwing money at them and saying, hey, you know, hey, here's money, here's money, here's money, here's money, because there's always going to be a higher bid, you know, regardless, yeah. <laughs> regardless of what. So you have to start finding other creative things um, that can overall help you kind of alleviate that that issue. Absolutely. So once you've defined your company culture, um, say I needed to go out and hire somebody tomorrow and I've got my company culture mm -hmm. written up, where do I start? How do I start looking for people, especially mm -hmm. in a competitive job market like this one? Yeah, for sure. I think um, I would say one of the obviously you have your different job boards, you have Indeed, ZipRecruiter, um, you have Monster, you have, you have all of those different platforms that, that are easy to tap into and that you can you know, create a larger, large pool of candidates. Um, but I also, obviously, as we know, those things cost, um, they're not, they're not free. Um, you have to, you know, obviously pay a fee and, you know, obviously, you know, paying for it is worth it. Um, cause it, it definitely helps you as far as in the process, but the era that we live in now, one of the key things that a company can really hone in on that is free of charge and that you can use anytime you want is social media. Um, that is really one of the easiest components as far as to gain candidates. Um, and that doesn't necessarily always mean, you know, obviously you would, you know, go out posting, hey, hey, you know, we're hiring for this, we're hiring for that. But if you can, you know, show or give examples of, you know, why these individuals should come to your company. It's fun to um, work um, here. Look at this cool stuff yeah, we do. Uh, look at look at we're doing this. Or hey, you know, today we had, you know, we took the entire team to Top Golf. And, you know, we had a great time here and, you know, we once a month we try to, you know, do some type of team building or team bonding. Hey, we every year for Christmas, we do a Christmas giveaway or, you know, things that overall make people feel excited or make people feel, hey, that, that actually looks like a fun place to work. Um, and I, and I, I would say that, you know, really tapping into that social media side. Um, it's definitely something that, you know, it's it's free and it's easy. Um, it's just about, you know, being creative and being consistent with. It. Absolutely. And in a culture of uh, we talked about knowing somebody's always important. Um, mm -hmm. 
social media is really easy to share, right? So if I'm a manager at a location that needs to hire, you'll be like, hey, Mm -hmm. we're hiring, come join us. And then you've got that more personal touch too. So I'd love to see um, how hiring managers or local managers who just Mm -hmm. need people have taken that approach because knowing somebody pays off. Exactly, exactly. And and even also to even add on to different ways that you can, you know, build on, um, you know, with helping as far as with hiring and, you know, trying to find the right individuals to bring into your company is definitely getting your face out there. Um, obviously, you know, social media is, is one way to get your face out there, but actually going to, um, you know, different organizations, depending on obviously your demographic. Um, so I know for at my last company, when we were um, hiring for salesmen and things like that, like we would actually go to college universities, walk around, pass out flyers. Um, there's, you can even go on handshake and just type in, you know, job fairs near me and it'll pull up all job fairs that are either virtual or in person at every college university in your area. And you can obviously filter it out to how far you want it to be, whether you want it to be within 20 miles, things along the lines of that. But these are different. These are different ways that you can overall help increase, um, you know, your pool of candidates rather than just, you know, kind of doing it one simple way. It's like, hey, you know, we're going to post this ad and let's hope we get, you know, 100 people. Cross our fingers. <laughs> um, and Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. Uh, the, the, the world we're in now doesn't work like that. Um, so those are definitely, you know, different ways that I would say um, is how you can kind of kickstart that that process. Excellent. So we we've looked at your company culture. We've looked at how to get your ad out there or or how to get your um, job listing out there. Mm-hmm. What about once you have an applicant? How do you kind of what do you look for to know if an applicant will be a good fit? What are some things that you should consider? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as far as on my end, um, so a lot of key things that that I would consider is you know, when I'm looking for those, you know, different applicants is my biggest thing is energy and personality. Um, those are a lot of key things that are that can overall help propel your company into the pot into a positive direction, just because you're bringing in people that truly embody as far as what you're what you are trying to you know build as far as in, in your company. Um, so the biggest thing that I always say is just definitely finding people that have that energy and that um, that are positive, that are outgoing, that, you know, it's not hard for them to, you know, interact with different individuals because as, as you anticipate your company to grow, you want to make sure that you have those individuals in your company that are welcome because the worst thing that you could ever have. Um, and I, and I, I speak on this very, very often is you have individuals who will come into a company, they'll have their first day, you know, They'll they'll meet an individual. They'll say, "Hey, you know, I'm such and such. Here's your office," and they'll go on about their day. And then, you know, they might not talk to them ever again. Um, so it's about having making sure that you have those individuals that you know when you bring them into the organization that they feel welcome, and not just on that first day. That as they constantly grow through the entire entire process, that you know they're being embraced, that they're actually being offered you know assistance, help to overall help them grow and lead into that development and. Um, overall growing to the company. And that's truly how you can retain people is definitely, you know, same thing you were saying in the interview process needs to be the same action that you follow up as far as when they get into the company. And it's really interesting to me because um, I feel like it trickles down, right? So um, I'd say that probably during my first week that my boss came, um, 
he took me out to lunch. He's like, here are our goals. We're going to be like a team. And we got to know each other. As soon as a new person came into the office, I'm like, I want to take them to lunch. I want to, I want them to mm-hmm. know like the vision yeah. I want. I want buy-in. It's, it sounds a little cult-like when you put it like that. It's not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's creating a culture yeah. where, Oh, it's my opportunity now because I was so welcomed. I now want to welcome the next person. Right. Exactly. 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 It's um, it's, it's really about um, you really, you really touched on it. Or you really said a key word that, you know, it's welcoming. Um, I can even speak on, you know, as I transition into to my role now, I remember my first day as as much energetic and outgoing as I am. Um, obviously, you know, your first day, you're you don't know. You're what intimidated. To yeah, you're you're kind of intimidated. And even the most, you know, extroverted person that I am, even on the, my first day is I was still kind of, OK, you know, I don't really know what I'm getting myself into. I don't really know anybody here. It's kind of, you know, I'm, I'm not sure, you know. Um, and I remember my first day, um, everybody was going out to lunch and. I remember they were asking me, they were saying like, Hey, like, yeah, do you want to come? And at first I was like, no, like I'm, I'm fine. Like I'm going to just stay here and, you know, try to, you know, learn, learn a lot of these things so I can catch up. Um, Cause obviously my training was, was, um, was kind of on a fast pace. Um, so I was really like, no, you know, I'm gonna stay here. I'm gonna try to do this. And I, I never forget um, my boss's boss <laughs> came to me and was, was telling me, it was like, no, like, come, like, we want you to come, you know, so you can interact with people, meet everybody. So you can, you know, build those relationships. And, it was that to, you know, as I'm saying it, it may not seem like, you know, a, a huge thing, but that simple gesture is what really can make an impact on somebody's experience. Because, you know, as, as the saying goes, you know, first impression is everything. Um, and with, you know, me personally, my first impression is somebody who's literally telling me like, no, like, please like come, like, we want you to come. We want you to be here. We want you to, I know it may be you know overwhelming, but no, come. So, um, it's, it's, it's really about, you know, the simple fact of just being welcome, just, just, you know, welcoming somebody with open arms. Absolutely. Put it in a fun Gen Z terms. You want somebody who vibes yeah. with your culture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so you've gotten, you've gotten your candidate, you know what you're looking <laughs> for. It gets to the interview. What questions are you asking in that interview to help you find quality candidates? Yeah, yeah, so for sure. Um, so a lot of the questions that that I typically ask, you have your general questions. Um, me personally, I always start off with tell me about yourself. Um, I know <laughs> in the in a lot of interview process, and uh, in, in as far as the interview process in itself, you know, that is one of the mm, I would say a simple question, but a but very it's so hard question. to answer. It's <laughs> it like, do you do you want to know about my business experience or do you want to know how exactly. I'll fit into the culture? And you know, you get every applicant. <laughs> I sit on the side of being the applicant yeah. far too often, right? And it's like, yeah, everything feels like a trick. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, so so just kind of those are really. That's as far as the first question I definitely ask, because um, my biggest thing is as simple as that question is, um, everybody should be able to talk about themselves because it's yourself. And that's where you can really that as far as question alone really sets the tone for the interview, because if you can really set, you know, the foundation of, hey, this is who I am. I am excited for for this, you know, this opportunity 
Um, these are things that I've done. This is just kind of an insight into my background, but I'm not talking for another 30 minutes about, you know, my pet dog from, you know, when I was five years old or things along the lines of that. Um, it's really something that can really set the tone as far as for the interview. So for me personally, that's how I always start my interviews. Also, is definitely just tell me about yourself. Um, and then from that point forward, I definitely like to get into um, obviously a little bit more work history specific questions. So um, definitely want to know, you know, hey, you know, what's kind of your timeline as far as for your work history? Um, you know, what were your previous roles? What are you currently doing as far as as of right now? Can you walk me through kind of what a day to day looks like? Um, and after I kind of get that synopsis of, of their work history is when I kind of get into a little bit more personality questions. So, hey, you know, um, or just situational questions. So, hey, tell me about a time that, you know, you you had a, you know, a difficult task to complete. And how did you overall handle that situation? Or, you know, what are some things that you feel personally um, as a leader? Because I, I hire for a lot of leadership positions. Um, tell me about a time as far as in, uh, with you being a leader where you felt that, you know, you were presented with a task that you just personally weren't able to complete. Um, or what are some oh, things that's that you a hard one. You got to admit to failure. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's exactly. tough. Exactly, exactly. Um, and it gets, and even I, I've noticed now because I have a lot of other friends that are in recruiting too, also in that work in, in HR, um, that I've even noticed that the transition of questions are starting to be formulated a little different. So rather than asking someone, hey, what are your weaknesses? Uh, an interviewer may ask you, hey, if I was to contact your previous employer, um, what would they say is one thing that you feel personally, what would you say is one thing that they would say that you could improve on? So now it kind of really puts the ball in, in the court of, hey, what would your, not not what do you personally feel that you can improve on? But, but what, what isn't does it perceived? What what is what is a person that actually worked directly with you? What would they say that you could personally improve on? So um, so kind of to even tie all that in is that's really kind of where I transition into you know more of those situational questions. Um, and then from that point forward, at the end is I really you know try to hone in as far as on the person. You know, hey, what do you bring to the table outside of your work history? What are some things that I don't see on your resume that that you would want me to know? Um, if you were you know you know placing two a team, you know, where it's a lot of diff individuals from different backgrounds, what would be the first conversation starter that you would have? Or how would you build those relationships with those individuals? It um, all goes back to culture. Exactly. It all goes exactly, back to culture. Exactly. And it, and it aligns. And that's, that's really how I formulate a lot of my questions is it really is based off of, you know, obviously what is the culture that we are trying to as far as bring in? And then from that point forward, okay, what is specifically as far as skill set wise, what is what is the specific skill sets that we are as far as looking for in a candidate to bring in as far as into this role? Absolutely. So you've mm -hmm. got your questions you do ask. Are there any mm -hmm. questions, types of questions that you kind of stay away from? I mean, I know that there are legal <laughs> limits. And absolutely, if you are looking to hire yeah. somebody, please check what the laws are, because oh, yes. I've had so many <laughs> yes. friends come back to me and be like, I can't believe they asked me that. And who's going to sit there and tell the recruiter who might offer them a job? Um, that's an illegal question. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Um, so I want to try to think. What are some? I definitely try to say obviously from the from the uh, the legal questions for sure. Um, that's good. I really just yeah yeah for sure. Um, and I've been doing this for a little while that I've I've 
<laughs> you know, I've, I've had my faults, you know, in my early stages of recruiting, but now I think of it's it's almost like once I get on the phone, I just kind of I, I just know how, how it works. So um, some questions that I really, you know, try to stay away from. Um, I really try to stay away really just from the from the generic questions, because. Yes. Um, no. One thing I've just. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of those. Um, a lot of the yeah, kind of the yes, no questions. Um <laughs> I really try to pull more as far as on specific situations. So, cause I know we're kind of at the point now that, you know, everybody knows the general, you know, what are your weaknesses? What are your strengths? Um, I try to think of other creative ways to ask that question, but not directly asking, you know, what are your weaknesses? So, yeah, I mean, how many people um, have, Oh, I care too much. I work too many hours. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So I even, and I, I know sometimes I've made, throw it in here and there, but I sometimes even try to stay away from the typical question of, you know, why should we hire you? Mm. Um, Cause from that point forward, I'm going to get the general answer of I'm hardworking. Um, I'm dedicated. Because um, I applied. But, yeah, exactly. Um, funny story. I actually had somebody tell me, um, yeah, because I applied. That's hilarious. Um, but also <laughs> I love that yeah. for them. They are yeah. aware. Hey, I, they are aware of the market and that they are valuable and marketable. I love that for them. Exactly. 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 So, um, but those are those are some of the. I, I like to really just stay away from the generic questions. Um, you know, the what are your weaknesses? What are your strengths? You know, why should we hire you? Because um, everybody's going to give you those basic answers, and I like to really formulate my interviews to pull out the personality of the person rather than just hearing them say the right answer. I want to actually know, if you say you're hardworking, I want to know, okay, give, give me, me an, an example. example. Of how you, mm-hmm. Yeah, how were you hardworking? If you're dedicated, okay, um, explain to me how you're dedicated. If you're saying you're dedicated, if I was to contact your previous employee, would they agree that you were dedicated? Um, what are ways that you've actually, you know, shown your dedication in any of your previous roles? Has there ever been an instance where you didn't show your dedication? Um, these are things that you you really can, you know, pull out, you know, pull out certain things in an individual where you can really uh, help you as far as to decipher if this is actually a candidate that you really want to bring in, or if, um, if this is not somebody that you would want to bring in. So that's kind of really, really how I, uh, how I balance it. I really try to stay away from the definitely generic questions. That's very cool. Being able to identify, <laughs> are they going to fit in with the culture and making that a priority? Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, yeah. What about a situation where you are interviewing somebody who's going to be in a position that's probably more senior than yours or in a field mm-hmm. that you don't like if you had to go interview somebody for finance and accounting? How are you mm-hmm. going to interview that person? I know that you handle the first round, but is, is it handled any differently than a traditional, um, maybe like a server or a manager interview? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a lot more critical. Um, reason being is because as you get farther into those senior levels, C level, um, as far as roles, obviously, you know, that we definitely want to find the culture fit. Those that's definitely a, a still the number one component. Um, but it gets more into those, you know, actually skill set specific. So I really want you to break down, you know, if you're somebody in accounting, you know, break down that accounting process. Was you were you doing accounts payable? Were you doing accounts receivable? Um, how did that, what systems did you use? Did you implement any systems as far as during that process? Um, was there any time that you actually failed as far as during, you know, any accounting, um, you know, situations? 
Um, have you ever had to deal with, you know, transitioning from one system to another? Um, so it, it gets, as, as you get into those more higher level roles, um, it really, it really gets, it gets more technical asking, there. Yeah. It gets a, a really, really, really more technical. Um, even at my last job, when I was hiring for, um, a director of operations over the call center, um, a biggest component that we were really looking for is somebody who has experience as far as in the IVR system, which an IVR system is pretty much just, you know, hey, when you call into a business and it's, you know, hey, press nine for this, press four for that. That's a whole IVR process. Um, so as I was interviewing for a director of, you know, call center operations, I wanted to hear individuals really break down to me, hey, how did you implement an IVR system? How did that work? What what didn't work? Did you fail? Um, were there any difficulties as far as going through that process? Um, so it definitely gets as far as into those more skill set specific questions rather than um, the more, you know, hey, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Um, or, hey, what do you bring to the culture? Things like that. Absolutely. Um, mm. This is out of my own pure curiosity. But does it kind of <laughs> when you have to go interview for things, does it kind of change mm. the way that you view being interviewed? Do you still get nervous about it? Or are you kind of like, I've asked all these questions. I know the answers. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, it, it definitely, it can get, obviously, you know, going into an interview, it can get, it can get a little nerve wracking. I would say with now kind of being in this, in this field for, for a little while, not, I don't have just an extensive background, but, you know, having a, a couple of years or so under my belt, um, it, get, it helps me to go in with a little bit more confidence um, and overall to be able to anticipate, you know, how to answer the question. Um, but then it also, you know, kind of gives me that one leg up because I'm on this and I already know kind of the typical questions that you're going to ask. Um, so I'm able to, I, I, I like to say, you know, kind of sell myself a little bit <laughs> um, in a, in a, in a, in a greater facet, uh, the best way I can put it. So, um, but it, it still is a little nervous because you, you, you definitely don't want to get to that point where you sound overconfident. Um, but I also don't want to undermine myself because I still want to, you know, want them to still understand that, you know, I'm a great candidate for these specific reasons. But, you know, I don't, I don't want you to think that I'm, you know, just a little cocky or anything like and that. And speaking so. from a uh, young professional <laughs> point of view, a lot of us are still new or newer in the workplace. Yeah. So we have to have mm -hmm. that confidence that, yeah, I can do this. Well, still admitting yeah. the fact that that I haven't been doing it very long or I'm new to it. Yeah. But coming with that humble, I'm willing to learn, but that conf it's wrapping all of that yeah. into one interview. A, and like, yeah, I'm confident, but I'm willing to admit this, <laughs> but also <laughs> I can learn. Yeah, Exactly. It's like, it's, it's definitely about having that balance. Um, and I think that whenever you're a, as we are young professionals and, you know, having a couple of years in your belt where you, you know, you have that experience, but obviously you're not, um, having a full extensive background it's more so about you know definitely letting them know saying hey like you know i'm you know i'm somebody who's, who's very knowledgeable as far as of this position but because i'm knowledgeable i'm definitely somebody who's open to learning a little bit more kind of similar to what you were saying um and i think it's 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 about having that balance because it's, it's tough it's tough because you know as as much as you would like to go in an interview and say, oh, I've been I've been doing recruiting for this long, so you know that's why you should hire me. Um, I, I I don't think I would get too many jobs, you know, going in like that. So I've talked um, to that balance. 
I've talked to other recruiters who have um, one of them hired a history major as a graphic designer. And I'm like, why? They're like, she sat there and she did four years of college. I know that she's willing to learn. And that was when just the college degree alone was something that said this person's willing to learn. They said the other thing that they look at is job history. So Mm -hmm. even if like while you were in college, were you consistent with the job you had or did you Mm -hmm. stay with the same place through high school? Um, Seeing consistent work history even is just Mm -hmm. that's been a very interesting thing for me to be like, oh, that's you know, it's not necessarily tied to college education. It's tied to Mm -hmm. consistency. Um, Yeah, for sure. For sure. So that's that's a that's a huge that's a. That's a huge <laughs> moment as of, as of right now, for sure. Consistency so. is huge because it's really easy right now to say mm-hmm. that job pays more. <laughs> Bye. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 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 It, it, it is. It is. And um, and I, I would say that that's one thing that stayed, you know, at least consistent throughout this entire pandemic process um, is, you know, companies actually really paying attention more to, you know, tenure as far as at, 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 you know, certain companies that you've as far as worked at. Um, that's, that's a big thing that I, as far as look at, I want to know if, if in the last, you know, two years you worked at, you know, five different jobs and I'm, no, you now want to know I'm, why. Uh, I mean, there's always yeah. there's always other circumstances <laughs> like it's not yeah. automatically I'm not hiring you. It's oh, I mm-hmm. moved every six months because I was married to somebody in the military or exactly. every summer I had to take <laughs> off from this job to go back across the country. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, knowing that why I'm always impressed when I see people who just stay with the same industry. Like, yeah, I, I, your life can too. change, but. If you stick with the yeah. same industry, you at least know they're passionate about it or that they have a knack for it usually. Yeah. And yeah. And even even to kind of add on to that is I'm always um, it, it always, you know, makes me uh, it, it, it makes me a lot a lot as far as happy um, and excited whenever I see a candidate who's even been at a company for, you know, an extensive amount of time, because um, to me, that shows kind of similar to what you were saying about, you know, hiring an individual who went to college for four years, but for marketing, but they're a history major. Um, whenever you see an individual who's been at a job for, let's say, two, three, four, five years, so on and so forth. Um, I like seeing things like that because that's somebody who, because obviously, you know, going through your you know entire experience with the company, I'm sure during your first year, everything wasn't just, you know, happy, jolly and great. I'm sure there were moments where, yeah, definitely not. I'm sure there were moments where you literally contemplated. I'm going to walk out today. Yeah. like (laughs) I'm not going to work this morning. They, they made me upset yesterday, so I'm not going. Um, But being able to see individuals who were able to stay at a company for, um, you know, a year's plus time, two years plus time, definitely really shows that, okay, hey, you have the dedication and consistency to, you know, kind of, I like to put it in, you know, just layman's terms, you know, kind of rock with the waves. Because um, we know, we know. I mean, we all know that, you know, every job is not as much as it has, as great. Um, you can go into a great company, but obviously if you're there for, you know, a year's time, you know, there, I'm sure there were periods of time where you probably thought, 
Ooh, I, I'm, this is my last day. Then <laughs> <laughs> so you went it's, home it's, and you slept on it. You had something to eat. You're like, I guess uh, I'll go back. Yeah, I, I, I like them a lot. So <laughs> I think I'll go back. Um, so it's definitely, it's definitely about, you know, definitely having, keeping, I, I keep a lot of those things in mind whenever I'm, you know, just at quick glance looking at resumes and things like that. So what advice would you give to somebody who is about to interview for the first time as the interviewer? Um, what what yeah. advice would you give them for that first meeting? Yeah, for sure. So um, my biggest thing is, is I, um, is I let individuals know, cause I actually kind of do this on the side of prepping a lot of my friends for interviews um, is my biggest thing is definitely exude your energy and your, and your, um, your personality. I know it's easy for us to get in interviews and especially if it's uh, even more specific when it's, uh, you know, a, a career field who you're just trying to get your foot in the door. So you're nervous. You just want to say everything right and, you know, give the perfect answer, um, which which is understandable. But my biggest thing is definitely exude that personality and that energy that you have, um, especially because if you're somebody who can if if you're showing as far as a company that you have the potential to change a culture when it gets to the skill sets they can teach you all of those things um but when it comes to energy and personality and actually somebody being culture fit those are things that see that yes or no um it's it's not any it's it's not really any in between um it's either yes you're a culture fit or no you're not um, so, so my biggest thing that I, that I tell individuals when I try to help them as far as, you know, prep for interviews, um, is, you know, the same personality you have around your friends, your, your close friends, bring that same energy to the interview. Um, I know the, the <laughs> it's funny that I, that I'm kind of bringing this up is, you know, one of the biggest things that really, as I was saying earlier, kind of sets the tone for the interview is something simple as how you answer the phone or how you come onto the Zoom call, or how you even present yourself when you first walk into the interview in person. If you walk in and, and you're just like, you know, hey, hey, how are you doing? And, and you don't you don't sound confident or you don't even sound excited, then that kind of sets the tone of, okay, well, this might not be somebody that we necessarily want. So um, it always makes me a little sad whenever I, I'm, you know, calling individuals for different leadership positions and, you know, you know, I, I kind of go through my whole spiel of, Hey, I'm Ashton from such and such. And they answer the phone, you know, Oh, hi, hello. And it's just like, Oh, I'm like, are you excited to be here? Like, do you actually <laughs> want this job? Like it's, it's things like that. So, um, that's the biggest thing is, is, uh, as far as for just not even just individuals who are first trying to get their foot in the door, but even individuals as far as with a lot of experience is, you know, exude that personality and that energy that you have. Um, cause I know not everybody is just super, you know, extroverted, you know, we definitely have introverted people, but you know, even with introverted people is there are certain individuals that when you get around, you're very extroverted. Uh, I'm introverted, but it's not like I sit yeah. and close my office every day. Cause you know, I have a great culture yeah. at work, right? It's exactly. I, I'm yelling across exactly. the hall to my boss. I'm like, did you send <laughs> yeah. that email yet? It, it's, once yeah. an introvert is comfortable, I don't really know that you can always tell that they're an introvert, right? So that's why I like that exactly. you put that emphasis on culture and being yourself. And mm -hmm. I would really encourage people, honestly, if you 
if you don't feel like in that interview, even if you get offered the job, but you don't feel like that culture is good for you, I'm going to encourage you not to waste your time or the company's time just to put it exactly. Very- just to put it very straight no, up, sure. is that, that company may really need people, but if it's not going to work out mm-hmm. long term, you're just going to make more work for yourself. You're going to have a lot of heartache and stress. Exactly. Make sure that as the person being interviewed, you fit with the culture that they are sent, like the signs that they're sending you. Look around and make sure that like mm-hmm. not everybody's crying at their desk. That would probably be a good Yeah, idea. exactly. Exactly. And don't be afraid to... You know, I, I tell individuals all the time is, you know, same way that interviewer is wanting to get to know you. You need to take that time to get to know them too. never be afraid to ask questions. You know, I, I um, just little tips that I that I throw to a lot of people that I prep for interviews is, you know, never be afraid to ask who's ever interviewing. Hey, you know, how long have you been here and why are you still here? What what keep, what is keeping you here? What about the culture is it that you like? What are some things about the culture that you wish would improve? These are questions that, you know, it's okay to ask. Um, yeah. One that I've I know seen sometimes. Oh, one that I've know, seen that I thing. really like is um, tell me why is this position open in some cases or tell me, yeah. tell me how long your employees typically are here. And if they're mm-hmm. leaving, is it because they're moving up like you've promoted yeah. them or is it because mm-hmm. they're leaving? And exactly. I mean, I don't exactly. know how a recruiter would necessarily answer like, oh, all of these people left because they hated us. But I bet if yeah. you ask those questions um, and it's a yeah. good environment, they'll have a acceptable answer for that. For sure. Definitely. Definitely. For sure. And um, because I, I always say that, you know, same way, you know, I, I spoke on it a little bit earlier, but the same way that they want to make sure that you're a great fit for them, you need to make sure that that, co- that, that that company is a great fit for you. And if it's not, it's okay to say no. It's yep. it's okay to, to walk away from especially something. Especially in this job market. Especially in this job market. Oh, for sure. For sure. You you need to take the time to, um, you know, really, really write down and and brainstorm, you know, what are some key things that I am personally looking for in a company and make sure that, you know, that the company that you're interviewing for aligns with as far as those, you know, certain values that, that you as far as have. If culture is a big component of it, when you get to the interview and they ask you, do you have any questions? Formulate your questions to, to ask about the culture. You know, never be afraid to ask. You know, I, I think you 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 even touched on it because I, I personally agree that I think that's a that's a great question to ask. You know, how did this position come open? How did this position come open? Was was somebody as far as you know let go? Is it a newly um, is it as far as a new position that it, that was put in place? That is um, important to know be, if it's a new position yeah. and you're a guinea pig. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Just be aware of yeah. it because you might just, have to create processes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. And even if to even kind of add on and throw another tip in is if if this is a position that, um, you know, that is that is new and, and you will kind of be that guinea pig. Don't be afraid to ask, you know, how will success be as far as measures in this role since it is a new position? Oh, um, that's a good that is a good question. Somebody write yeah, that down. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, those are some key things is, you know, how, how is, 
how is success really going to be measured since this is a new position? Because um, I know, obviously, you know, you all may be going through, and I'm just talking as if I was, <laughs> as if I was uh, the interviewer, but um, or the interviewee. But you know, never be afraid to ask. You know, hey, since this is a new position, you know, how how does success look like as far as in this role? I know it's something new that 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 is new as far as for you all. Um, but also it'll be, it'll be new for me stepping into this role. So how will we be able to kind of bridge that gap to make sure that I'm still on the line, um, still in line as far as for success, but not only just success, but, you know, development to possibly move up into, you know, different roles. Um, these are, these are ways that you can really formulate to even dissect and understand, okay, Hey, is this something for me or no, this, this truly isn't any, this isn't for me. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate your time today. I think we've given a lot of people some great advice for whether they are the yeah. ones creating new positions or if they're going into the interview today. If we happen mm. to pique somebody's interest about positions at one of Mongolian Concepts restaurants, where would they go yeah. to find those uh, opportunities? Definitely, definitely. So you can go as far as to Indeed. Um, we definitely have all our ads as far as through there, but you also can go to our company website, um, gomongo.com. Um, and there you can actually go to careers and then you will see it for the wide range of all the positions that we are as far as hiring for. So um, Absolutely. those we are have. just two places. Or you can also reach out to me um, and get any insight to me. I would definitely... You know, leave my information for Mackenzie if anybody does reach out and have any questions. Thank you so much for your time today. It has been a pleasure and I hope you have a great evening. Right. <laughs> you too. You too. This was fun. Be sure to like, share and subscribe to keep up to date on all the latest episodes. Or if you can't wait, go to MackenzieRathman.com to check out the great content there. We'll see you next week. <laughs>